As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Monday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. One of those things I shouldn't have included, Jeff. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. How was your weekend, man? Go to Summer League? No. No, I no, I I just went uh, people watching at the win instead. That's what Jeff does. He doesn't go to the games. Nah, it, you know, it was it was uh it was very hot here this weekend. It's yep. only gonna get worse. One oh nine today. Yeah. Uh might get one teens by Wednesday. Yeah, but uh it's fun. Yeah. It's a little bit better to be indoors and not have to uh not have to walk uh anywhere at this point, Gil. Hobnobbing. NBA stars and parlay at the win. I don't know. Maybe I'll go down to the Orlando plays uh, Oklahoma City today. But Carol versus Holmgren. Are you kidding me? Oh, I might head down for that one. We have a good show today. Las Vegas Chris, kind enough to join us once again in studio for the last half hour of the show today. Uh, his uh, ruminations on sports betting get into when his preseason work lops off during the NFL season. In other words, does he stay true to it deep? Stay true to it four weeks in? Or does one week mean that's all there is to it and he's gone with it? We'll find out. Done with it, I should say, after one week. We'll find out what the answer to that question is. And other things that he's talking about uh, on Twitter these days. Oh, he also wants to talk about gambling movies. Now that James Kahn has passed away uh, this week, uh, he wants to talk about his favorite gambling movies, of course. But he's got other things. Podcast thoughts as people listen to so many podcasts during NFL season. So we'll get into that. Wes Reynolds joins us. From long shots, of course, and throughout the network, West thoughts on the weekend that was in golf with Xander Shoffley winning a second consecutive tournament on the way to the Open Championship this week. Golf's fourth and final major begins from St. Andrews in Scotland. So we'll get Wes's thoughts there, his bets that he's made so far. Paul Sporer on baseball. Um, Yankees and Dodgers keep plugging away. I know the Yankees lost a couple here badly this weekend, but... Is it even more impressive with all the things that have gone wrong for them or, or the weaknesses in their rosters? We'll talk about that as well as should a team try to be second best in a league? A little uh, assist to our buddy Will Hill, who was talking about this on his podcast the other day. So we'll talk to Paulie about that. And Chris Felica joins us here uh, momentarily to talk college football. He has four, count them, four conference winners that he believes ought to be bet on. Four different conferences, four different teams. Uh, we'll get into that momentarily. We do have today, Jeff, the beginning of our MLB betting pentathlon. The Jackie Joyner Kersey. No, is that heptathlon? That was a heptathlon. I'm sorry. My mistake. Not a pentathlon. My apologies to Jackie Joyner Kersey. Uh, the pentathlon will be determined here over the next four days. Five bets 
uh, show by show, including today as a total. And I was asking uh, what the uh, what the sort of ground rules were to this pentathlon. Uh, could you make it a first five total? I was told last night that you could, and then I opted not to. But I will let you know what total I came up with uh, today as our first pick here on a numbers game for the uh, MLB betting pentathlon. So that's coming up this hour as well. As mentioned, Chris Valika, the glue that holds it all together for ESPN's college game day. Of course, Stanford Steve of the Bear podcast. He's not Stanford Steve. He's the other one. And, of course, Daily Wager, Monday through Friday on ESPN2. It's Chris Felica the Bear. How you doing, Chris? So is this part of, like, Will's deal, like, to try and compensate for the Mets' recent struggles here? We, we, we really don't want the best record in the National League. The Dodgers are good to have that. We just want to have the second best. Is that, no, no. Is that kind of the angle he's taking now? He's not. It has the, you know, I, I, I give the assist to Will Hill, parlay. I mean, yes, maybe Will has, is saying that for, for that because he has the defeatism of it. True, there is that possibility. But I think there's some logic to it, right? Because the new format, the number one team ends up playing the winner of the 4-5. So remember, one and two, the top two division winners, end up getting a bye. The worst division winner plays the number six team. In other words, the worst of the three wildcard teams, best of three, all at the division winner's house. And then the four plays the five, the second and uh, excuse me, the first and the second wild card teams play each other, same format, best of three, all at the number one wild card teams stadium. But one then plays the winner of four five, and two plays the winner of three six. So do you want to avoid the Braves or the Mets? In other words, if you finish one, is the theory. So let's say you're the Mets, you'd end up having to play the Braves in the second round theoretically, or vice versa. Whereas the number two best record ends up playing the Brewers or the Cardinals. That's the theory. It's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Parlay, noted Mets fan. Bring him in for this. What I mean, like? I had that theory first. I don't want Will taking, taking oh, credit oh. credit credit for uh, Jeff my idea it. there, Chris. Pardon me. <laughs> Jeff but, had it first. But uh, but again, it it's Beef. The defeatism uh, could, could be uh, could be in, in, in full swing in about three days, though, Gil. <laughs> one and could a half, one be. and a half game lead, <laughs> one and a half game lead at the top of the NL East. What was that? Ten and a half a minute ago. Well, I mean, when the Braves play eight fifty baseball, this is your it's thing. pretty good. Jeff is so angry at the teams that are playing the Braves. Every time you catch him off air, he's like, "If they would just show up and play the Braves." Oh, I can't be mad at the, I can't be mad at the Nats, who are legitimately. A triple-A yeah. team. Well, and what are you going to do there? That's baseball. Catch the fever. Great great pitching matchup tonight, by the way, though. Yes, it is. I stayed off that game. Scherzer Freed did not make a total play on that. Total at seven. I'm sure. I wonder if how many shows will be on that game. That'll be interesting. All right. So, Chris, um, a couple things. We want to get to four, count them, four college mm-hmm. football conference uh, futures here. But one... Uh, let's talk about tennis in the rear view and golf moving forward real quick. Did you have either any, any piece of Djokovic or do you have any piece of Rebakina as your colleague, Chris Fowler correctly pronounced her last name? Yeah, I had, I had a, a, a nice piece of Djokovic pre pre tournament. And then I, uh, and then I bet, uh, Rebakina, uh, in the, in the final against on Shabur. Uh, just, I, I didn't have, I was in actually a really good position because I had a nice future on Simona Halep, and that's who uh, Rabakina had played in the semi. And once it was pretty apparent, I would say probably after four games or so, how that semifinal was going to go, that was a, uh, a live betting, just bonanza, kind of betting against my, my Halep ticket and knowing that 
uh, we're not going to, it's probably going to wind up winning that match. So uh, the, the weekend worked out great. And I, I got caught in a couple of live betting situations with a couple of uh, matches earlier in the tournament that didn't go that well, but the weekend was fantastic. Rubakina was unbelievable, both in the semis and the finals, how she just absolutely just destroyed both Halep and Jabour in the end, which was just incredible. And again, uh, no numbers would have uh, portended such a thing, so good on her. Uh, nice to have a uh, non-Russian Russian, apparently, win Wimbledon, even after all their <laughs> efforts to make that not happen. Uh, okay, golf, the Open Championship at St. Andrews. Have you made any plays, sir? I have not. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start taking a look at some things um, today. The first thing I did look at this morning was the, the weather forecast, and it looks like if you're going to want to be in that early Thursday, late Friday type of wave, because it looks like you know, the wind's going to get a little bit windier, it looks like, on Thursday afternoon for, that, for the group that's going to be on the course in the second wave of tea times, and then they're going to get some rain on Friday morning. So you're probably going to want to go out early on Thursday before it gets a little bit breezier, and then Friday afternoon when the rain maybe softens it up just a little bit and you're not stuck in the worst of it. So when the when tea times come out, that's that's what I'm going to be looking for. Some of the some of the more beneficial tea times will be the early late way. But it, St. Andrews is so hard to to handicap because I, I mentioned before in 2010 how Rory went like 80 63 in the first two rounds just because. Of, the weather is such a big deal there, and the course caters to. It's not an overly difficult course. You're going to get a like a ridiculous score. Like like you've had you had uh, Louis Eustazen, who nobody heard of, in 2010 win. In 2015, you had a playoff where Zach Johnson uh, wound up winning, uh, one of the shorter hitters on tour. So it's a course that a bunch of different guys uh, in playing styles can win, and weather has. So much to do with it, and, and looks like the course is kind of baked out right now. So I think that um, and lightning fast in the fairway, so you, you potentially could be a short hitter and kind of run the ball up there with some bounces, and uh, it's not necessarily going to be one of the uh, the bombers on tour that uh, will be benefited here. So yeah, it's 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 going to be fun, obviously. Xander's playing well, but you really want to bet on this guy in a major <laughs> after winning twice in the last three weeks. Twice, twice in the last three weeks, yeah. really. I mean, I mean, you can't at this price now. After what was he thirty to one or so? I think in the previous major, now he's half that. Rory's going to be favored. I mean, obviously he figures in, but I think this is going to be something where you might want to look a little bit further down the board. Uh, even speed to someone who normally I've tended to not bet lately in majors. I am going to take a look at him. I know his price is shorter, but he he seemed to be tinkering around with a bunch of different shots last week that and anticipate almost kind of using last week's tournament as a prep for the Open Championship. So he's someone uh, that, that I might I might wind up having a ticket on, even though I don't normally do so. Hideki Matsuyama is someone who uh, I'm going to take a look at as well, I think. Cameron Smith, obviously, is a good wind player. But uh, I think you might need to just go a little bit deeper than the, the Rory, Rahm, uh, Xander, Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, like those five guys that are all on the teams. I, I might go a little bit deeper than that. Matt Brown and I both had Xander for our one and done this past week, so I think we put Biddlin to sleep once and for all. Yeah, that steak should taste very good. And just to clarify, that, 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 yeah, go go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say that was another like great great betting situation too. On Saturday morning, he was better than three to one. I think you had 
Cameron Tringali and some other, I can't even remember who it was. Maybe that Smalley guy might have been ahead of him. Like, 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 these guys are not going to last a weekend. And the way Shoffley was playing, like, you had a really good opportunity to get in on hand is better than 3-1 to one on Saturday mornings still. And, uh, yeah, that worked, that worked out great for me as well. In-tournament golf betting is spectacular. <laughs> Just to clarify real quick, yes, no answer. You will not have any piece of Eldrick Tiger Woods. Yes, no? Oh, God, no. Okay, he laughs. There are others who do. There are others who do. I figured that'd be your answer. Coming back, four college football conference winning bets. We hope next from Chris Felica, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. It's that simple. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander, Chris Felica, the Bear, from ESPN's College Game Day. Uh, Stan for Stephen the Bear podcast, of course. Daily Wager, kind enough to join us for a couple segments. All right, Chris, we're on the clock. We got four conference futures in college football. Where would you like to start, sir? Uh, I guess we'll start in the uh, the American. And, and I thought Houston was a and I believe we're the second choice behind Cincinnati to win that league. But uh, with all of the losses that Cincinnati had uh, in the NFL draft coming up the last season, and Bearcats have won it uh, the last two years, I thought Houston was a really good uh, play this year. I mean, this is a team that ran through the 
the, uh, the American undefeated last year, uh, losing only to Cincinnati in that title game. Uh, you're looking at a team uh, with Clayton Tune is probably probably the best or uh, he or Holton Aller, as you can probably uh, debate that as to who might be the best quarterback uh, in the American age. Uh, you've got Dell coming back at wide receiver, uh, a defensive line that is deep and athletic and should certainly uh, have a very major impact uh, in, in the American this year. And of course, the way the schedule breaks down again, it's a little bit like last year where they didn't have Cincinnati or UCF in the regular season, so it plays out really, really well for Dan Holgerson and the uh, Houston Cougars. So uh, I thought Houston, uh, not being the favorite, was a really good way to uh, to look in the American if you're looking to beat uh, the two-time defending champion Bearcats. Yeah, and you're and you're hoping they're the Bearcats of this year, right? With that bl- with that play, what plus two forty at DraftKings, Jeff? Is that what you're saying? Plus two forty for the AAC and Houston. Clayton Toon, Nathaniel Dell, they are stacked at uh, at running back as well. Keyshawn Carter uh, over from Texas Tech. Um, this team, yeah, you're right. And you, you look at the schedule. I mean, you're, you're searching for pitfalls, right? You're like, okay, Memphis, maybe. SMU, East Carolina, maybe, maybe. Um, they could put together a spectacular record with this schedule. So I like that play. Yeah. I absolutely love that yeah, play. Yeah, they, they- the team that we were talking about, Cincinnati last year, reaching the, um, the college football playoff because the Bearcats had a couple of non-conference games that really uh, were going to help put them on the map. But I think uh, I think they have like, Texas Tech and Kansas. That's not quite exactly uh, Notre Dame and, and Indiana. But, hey, if they get up to a good start, you can do that. But, uh, yeah, and then I'm going to go to the ACC. And, look, I've been on with you and, and a couple of other shows as well talking about how I'm not necessarily sure it's as easy as Clemson just bouncing right back and, uh, and, and running through this league. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, and I think Miami's probably a year away. Yes, they're recruiting well, but uh, those guys aren't in Coral Gables yet. Uh, so I'm going to go with the North Carolina at a price. And again, this is just a, taking a stab at a team with good double-digit odds from the Coastal who, if they get to the ACC championship game, who knows what's going to be waiting for them. Is it going to be is it going to be Clemson? Is it going to be someone else? So, uh, like this, this coastal type team in North Carolina, uh, yes, they absolutely disappointed uh, last year really with, with all the offensive talent and their defense is terrible. But I think bringing in Chiz is going to have a very positive effect um, on, on that defense. And they bring a lot of guys back. Hopefully, Grimes will be back healthy. Um, Conley will hopefully be back healthy to help that secondary out. And I know you lose Hal and you lose some NFL-type running backs, but Josh Downs is one of the most electrifying players uh, in, in, in the country. Uh, the, the kid Petway, uh, from the refreshing running back from Virginia, is a really highly thought-of guy. I think he can have an impact. And, and again, you, you look at the schedule of the Notre Dame game, obviously it's not an, an ACC game. You get Virginia Tech at home. You get Pitt at home. You get Georgia Tech at home. You get NC State at home. you got to go to Miami. you got to go to Wake. But, I, I mean... It, 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 this is going to be a situation where multiple losses are going to still get you in to the ACC championship game. And this could be this the year where maybe everyone was just a year too early in North Carolina and after going through what they went through last year might help them. So if they can find their way into the ACC championship game and you hold them, what, 15, 16 to 1, I think, somewhere around there, I'll take my chances with that. Yeah, we're we're showing twenty to 1 at BetMGM on the heels to win the ACC. Biggest, oh, biggest thing you can say about their schedule is... 
There's no Clemson on the schedule, that's for sure, uh, in terms of the uh, regular season schedule. Who is who is the uh, the incumbent here to replace Sam Howell? Is it Criswell? Is it May? Who's the guy? I, I, I think it's still up in the air. I think May is probably um, someone who I think is probably a little more highly thought of in terms of, of quarterback. But whomever it is, uh, they're going to be fine with the amount of weapons. But but I think May is probably going to be the. I mean, they they were kind of a one A 1A and one B in terms of backing up uh, how last year. So we'll see what happens in camp. All right, Drake May is who we're referring to. All right, number three, what do you got? Uh, I think I've mentioned Ohio State to win the Big Ten. Uh, the, 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 the two, these two, I think I've mentioned both of them already. But Ohio State to win the Big Ten, I just don't see how Ohio State doesn't. Uh, get to the, the Big Ten championship game and whatever. You get Michigan at home. I don't know who else in that in that position uh, can beat with them. I think people will probably point to the Michigan State game and the Penn State game being on the road. But you're, still, you're looking at being a two-touchdown favorite against Michigan State at least and a double-digit favorite in Happy Valley and the Penn State uh, offense has their own issues as well in running back. Uh, and, and he can... Uh, can Clifford take a step forward finally and be the quarterback that they really hope he can be with some of the uh, the, the weapon shortcomings that they have? So, uh, they're still a double-digit double favorite there. No one in this league can score with them. Uh, the defense is going to be better this year. Uh, bringing in Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, that'll clear up a lot of schematic things and some pushing issues uh, that they had last year on the defensive side of the ball. There's so much more talented. Uh, than everybody else in this league. Michigan's not going to be the same team uh, that they were last year. Wolverines will still be good, but, but they're, they're not, they don't get the game in Ann Arbor. don't get the game at the end. It's the perfect storm uh, of, of that game, in which it was. Ohio State, I think, is just head and shoulders above everybody in the Big Ten. Uh, there'll be a bigger price on the money line in the Big Ten championship game I think than they are right now. If you were just to bet them to win the league, wow, minus two fifty is what we're showing at BetMGM. Not too steep a price to pay at all for Ohio State, which gets Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, all at home, all of them at home. All right, and finally, number four. What's the fourth one? And, and, then, and then TCU is the, the the other team that I would like to win the Big Twelve again. I've been pretty adamant about my fading Oklahoma this year, thinking that they are not. Uh, necessarily the team to be in this league. I think Texas obviously can't get them at that price. And, and with Sonny Dykes coming in to, uh, to, to Fort Worth, he, he gets a team, uh, like I said, with, with the wide receivers that they have with Quentin Jackson, who uh, should be a household name in the sport. I don't know if he is yet. I would hope he will be very, very quickly. Tate Barber comes back. Uh, you've got a quarterback decision to make there between Chandler Morris and Max Duggan. Uh, either of them are more than capable of uh, of running this offense. Uh, Dykes likes the perfection. Uh, I think people are making a little bit too much of uh, Zach Evans being gone. He missed a good amount of time last year, and their running game really didn't take too much of a step. Like I, I know they like that Kendra Miller kid uh, quite a bit, and there was another kid uh, that they had a running back. I can remember before we did their, uh, their Oklahoma game. They mentioned someone else, and I can't remember that, uh, the guy's name right now, but I think they're going to be fine uh, in running back, even though it is a new coaching staff. Uh, and I think, uh, I mean, I'll look, I was a big Gary Patterson fan. I love the guy. 
But a lot of times you just kind of need a, to hit the reboot button. You need a little fresh perspective, a fresh outlook, a new bolt of energy into a program. I think that's kind of where TCU was last year in the last couple of years. Defensively, they really slipped under Gary. So now I think they'll have the, uh, the, the offense and uh, to kind of go with the, the defense that they've been playing lately and, and hopefully their defense should get better. But I think the way you look at the schedule, getting Oklahoma at home, uh, getting Iowa State at home later in the year, uh, you, you got to go to you got to go to you got to go to the home as well. You got to go to Baylor. You got to go to Texas. But they made one of those places uh, in the past when they've been really good. So I think TCU at that price is another team worth taking the shot off. TCU ten to one odds to win the Big Twelve as uh, as yeah, and that number's actually come down a little bit from what what what, what I had gotten out earlier. All right, okay. So we're showing the current ones at BetMGM. Dykes, yeah. obviously mm-hmm. in Patterson out. Dykes who. Uh, Won a whack title in 2011 with Louisiana Tech. I just want to say nice things about it, Chris, today. Uh, okay, so let's review real quick. Plus 240 uh, on Houston to win the AAC. Always shop around for these prices. You could get better ones. Ohio State, minus 250 to win the Big Ten. We skipped over UNC, which was 20 to 1 to win the ACC. And TCU, uh, 10 to 1 is what we're showing to win the Big 12. Chris Felica's thoughts on conference odds. Always shop around. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it as always, man. Hey, hey, by the way, please check out the story that Jason just tweeted about the fake Indian Premier League Cricket League and and getting like Russian people that bet into it. It's awesome. Jason just tweeted it out. Thank you, sir. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget, Summer League going on. We'll be broadcasting live. VSIN will from NBA Summer League now through July 17th. That's this Sunday. Catch the Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live from the NBA Summer League every weekday. We'll also have special guests, exclusive content, and live updates all throughout VSIN shows. For more, follow us at VSIN Live on Twitter. And at VEASAN Live on YouTube. Really uh, just a spectacular experience down there. And as I mentioned, I was there with my buddy uh, Thursday night. His wife and his 12-year-old who made it his night mission to get a selfie with uh, with Dame Lillard. And Dame time came through for him. Seeing all the courage in a 12-year-old work up all the courage to, get a, to ask for a selfie was awesome. Anyway, that's the beauty of Summer League. Up close and personal with everybody. Uh, there. At least if you're 12 years old, you can get up close and personal. If you're 62, it might be a little creepy. 42 also as well. Uh, it is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback. J-Rod checking in. Uh, they're, they're changing the name over at Heinz Field. Did you hear about this, Jeff? They're changing it. Uh, they're renaming it to uh, Acroshore Stadium. He suggests that they call it the Cork Attic. The Cork Attic for Todd Wishnev over there in Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, I don't think Wishnev has enough money to uh, to sponsor. You stadium. don't think? Don't you don't think, think so. Wishnev? Does? <laughs> By the way, what was that that Felica was uh, screaming about there at the end of the last oh, segment? Oh yes. Uh, so it's at uh, Jason Weingarten just re- retweeted this at Spreadopedia. By the way, if you don't know uh, mm-hmm. where Jason is on the tweets, Jordan Elgott tweeting this out from the BBC covers sports for them. Story unbelievable. This is from Elgott now. Unbelievable story from India today. A group of farmers and unemployed youngsters have been busted for running a fake Indian Premier League and conning Russian punters into betting on it. Now, the Indian Premier League that he's talking about is the Cricket League. This is essentially if someone ran a fake NBA and conned people into betting it. That's how big 
the Indian Premier League is in the country of India. Let's uh, let's be honest. Just me and you here talking. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? Fact that's, 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 get... a, that's a that is <laughs> that a is... very very poor job by the people who got calm. That that's is all correct. That is correct. This is from Greg V at at uh, New Jersey, New York, NJNY. He says, listening to uh, Gil talk to Felica and Parlay. Couple notes: one regarding the NL wild card. Phillies hold the tiebreaker against each of the current contenders, as there's no game one sixty three anymore. Might not be St. Louis. That is correct, Greg V, but the point was that you would avoid Atlanta. That was the main thing we were talking about there. And number two, not as though the Mets have ever blown an NL, NL East lead before. No, that's true. That's why I said it could uh, be. Yes, it the, could good be old, the, Mets. the good old joke. Great. But uh, as, I will, as, I was, as I was saying, that's what I was saying before, it could be the Mets or the uh, Braves. Yeah, and again, yeah. the whole point of it is that in all likelihood, the winner of the NL Central and whoever the six is, the Phillies, the Giants, I know Giants magic for you is a thing still, Gil. The Cardinals. For me, it's real. What are you <laughs> talking Cardinals, about? Whoever it is, is more likely going to be a weaker team than whoever finishes second in the NL East. And I'll still give the Padres the benefit of the doubt, even though they're falling on hard times right now. Once again, you've underestimated Giants magic. Kenny G at Kenny G 542-5379. Taken. Gil, I was watching uh, Mitch and Pauly this morning, and Mitch said the rules were no first five. Oh, he's talking about the pentathlon. Uh, so we have we have to have a clarification on that because I was told first five was allowed. I didn't end up going first five, so it's irrelevant to what I ended up playing. But we should probably get that clarified then, because <laughs> we have different different rules. I came back in from uh, Cali last night. I'm like, wait, what do I need to know? Like I was cramming for a test. What do I need to know now? What are the rules? Before we get to our our uh, pentathlon play here, our first of the again five plays in four days. Major League Baseball pentathlon here. Uh, one of the tried and true most successful yearly bets that are made on this here program is when Roxy Roxborough comes in and gives us the great, the legendary founder of Las Vegas Sports Consultants, uh, Roxy, the first ever guest on this here program, a numbers game, who's done podcasts with me for a decade plus now. Uh, kind enough to do that, and what an honor every one of them has been. But he comes in before every baseball season, and he gives us his favorite season wins. And we've had years, no kidding, where I, now he'll correct me because I'll, I'll botch this. But like one year, I want to say he was like seven and one, or another year he was six and zero. Oh. He's probably like he's like that's not exactly accurate, but it a really ridiculous number. So he he gave us five this year, and we're going to just track them just on pace. We'll do that on pace thing here mid season. Uh, this is from Corva2, who is actually keeping pace with this. Uh, he goes the Midsummer Roxy MLB win total update. Under cards, that's slightly below pace. That's losing. Everything else winning, though, uh, as you pointed out off air, Jeff, the Mariners thing might be a change in. The, Mar- the Mariners, I believe, right now, just doing some some quick math. Yeah. The Mariners are legitimately right on pace to either go right on a number or ha- under by a half. So yeah. it's it's close on Seattle now. It is close on Seattle. Seattle on a roll, and of course the Orioles, baby. How about the Orioles? Listen, as much as I love the Giants, listen, it's black and orange for me in baseball. I grew up an Orioles fan. I am of that generation of Washingtonians who was too young to be a Senators fan and too old to be a Nationals fan. It was long gone before the Nats showed up. But the Orioles, are you kidding me? You see that uniform and my juices start flowing. Let's go O's. Do you think they can get to the playoffs, Jeff? Want to make it happen? 
I mean, if they make the playoffs, Eight. someone had to have had some juicy price midseason here, Gil, or juicy price preseason. Even. Eight in a row for the Baltimore Orioles. Two games out. Of a wild card place. Ah, that's <laughs> yes. still a playoff spot. Yeah, we just want to clarify that you didn't mean two games out of a division. Oh, no, like well, that. the Yankees are 8,000 games in front of everybody. So that's fun to watch. And anyway, so Roxy, either way, midseason sort of pace update, looking pretty, pretty good as always. The, 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 Long uh, way to go, though, as he points out. The Detroit one is in the best shape of everything. Which is a real kind of stunner because we had some folks on. Paul Sporo is going to join us next. He is a Tigers fan, but he, t- he looks at it objectively. And he was super bullish on the Tigers. He wasn't the only one. What a disappointing season after they flirted with 500 last year, right? So, yeah, there's that. All right, as far as our pentathlon pick, uh, one of the rules that I asked about was last night. I was like, hey, can we put this in the night before? And I was told, yes, you can. So I have an under... Jeff, you already know what play it is because I sent it to you. But I am, uh, it's a shortish slate today. Uh, we got 10 games going. One's a doubleheader. I ended up, surprise, surprise, in San Francisco. The Diamondbacks and the Giants. I took the under at eight. Was available at eight at uh, BetMGM, DraftKings, and Bet Rivers last night. Still available at eight at Bet Rivers and at FanDuel. So I am told that is enough to lock in the eight because it is drifting downwards now. But you still can get eights. Uh, it is a matchup between Merrill Kelly and Alex Cobb. Merrill Kelly and Alex Cobb. Merrill Kelly of the Diamondbacks, who uh, is having himself a season. I know he had a bad outing here recently, but that was more of a blip on because you thought, okay, maybe regression is going to set in of, of some kind. But really, no regression uh, was portended in the numbers. That would just be your opinion of Merrill Kelly regression. There's nothing in the numbers that would indicate that. Uh, having a fine year, 3.42 ERA. The advanced stats, 3.34 FIP uh, as good. The XFIP is a little bit high because his home run to fly ball rate is very low, 5.9%. That shouldn't be a problem at Oracle, though, where it's going to be a nice, cool San Francisco night. Merrill Kelly just having a fine, fine season. And by the way, his home road splits uh, looking good on that as well. There's much better, obviously, outside of Arizona. So I actually like his side of things to keep this game under. And then there's the curious case of Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb, the uh, peripatetic Alex Cobb, who you probably know most famously from the Rays, but obviously had a stint in Baltimore, then with the Angels, now with the Giants. A 4.74 ERA. You're probably like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. But the advanced stats are so much better because his BABIP is 348, which is hugely unfortunate. And so his, his, uh, his FIP is 3.07. His XFIP is 2.79. His home road splits looking very good as well, by the way. But that's just typical. By the way, Alex Cobb's career is, uh, is noted for sort of underperforming his underlying stats. It should be noted. But I'll take it tonight over eight. I think that number is too high. Talk, I flirted with playing the uh, first five, and then uh, because there was some confusion as to whether or not you could, I just went ahead and played the full game eight, which, again, is available at certain spots still. So under eight, our first pentathlon play. Remember, it's an under today. It's a home and a uh, – excuse me, it's a favorite and an underdog tomorrow. Then what's still to come, a prop? And what's the one I'm forgetting about, Jeff? Anything else down the road? you got a run line on Run Wednesday. a run line coming up on Wednesday as well. Jeff, what would you play today? 
What would I play today? The one thing I was looking at potentially. Parlay by proxy. Well, again, the thing I liked the most on the card today was uh, was a side, which is ineligible for. Ineligible. For uh, pentathlon purposes. Uh, the only one that I would I would consider looking at right now would be, uh, well, that doesn't exist anymore. When it was 11 and a half, it would have just gone to the well with the cores over. We're up to 12, 12 and a half now. Some, so, pe- some people will play that. Yeah, some sure. people will still play 12. What was your side, by the way? Uh, I was going to take the Tigers in the first game of the doubleheader hmm. in Kansas City. Today. Okay, the Pineda game. Got you. Okay, under Giants, D-backs, under eight. Our first pentathlon play on a numbers game. Paul Sporer on the other side. Numbers game, VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM, which is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code VISA200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with King of Sportsbooks. Eligibility restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gamble problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Mississippi Nevada or New York Skill Alexander Jeff Parlay is here as well and so is Paul Sporer you can catch him on Twitter at Sporer S-P-O-R-E-R and of course he writes for Fangraphs always fun to follow him there the Sleeper in the Bus podcast and you can catch him nightly at twitch.tv slash Sporer where he plays MLB the show it's Paul Sporer how you doing Paulie Gil, I'm well. How are you? Ooh, I like the hat. What is that? City Thank Connect? You. City Connect. C- City Connect Padres. 
I always love it when the uh, when the Red Sox wear their traditional blue and yellow Swedish City Connect uniforms. That's always fun. Yeah, they're they're UCLA. Look, it it is for the uh, marathon though. So yes, while that is it true. doesn't resonate with me since I don't really live there, I, I still give it more of a pass, even though I don't love that one yes. because of the way they really they kind of understood the assignment with the City Connect. They, they uh, understood uh, the assignment. in the marathon. That's right. It yep. was it was difficult for us on primetime action when we'd look up at the screen, we'd be like, who who is that? Absolutely. Oh, like, why right. is UCL playing the Yankees? UCL LA playing the Yankees. That's What's right. going on? So speaking of the Yankees and speaking of that's the Dodgers. That's called a segue, Gil. That's I'm called a, that, ladies and gentlemen, professional segue from Paulie. Had no idea it was coming. What a pro. All right, so just looking at these, obviously we've talked about the, the chasm between the, the haves and the have-nots every year, just widening, it seems like, in Major League Baseball. I don't know that this year is, is even wider than any of the previous. But no. you do. But, but it is noteworthy, I thought. The Dodgers 56-29. and 29, uh, a month without Bueller, a month without Kershaw. It's more interesting, though, uh, on the Yankee side, I think, because the Yankees have gotten all the pub. They're 61 and 25. And again, uh, I gave a shout out earlier on the show to uh, Will Hill, who does the New York City cast. He, he asked me to listen to his pod, uh, to listen to one of his guests, what I thought about one of his guests. And part of the preamble before the guest, he was talking about some baseball things, which I wanted to give him credit for. Now, Jeff Parlay has uh, taken credit for some of it already. He says that wasn't Will. That was me. It's a whole thing. It, it was me. It was. <laughs> he just can't, he can't get rid of He's real. We'll get to that point in a minute. But this <laughs> but this part that Will was talking about, which I think was, was fascinating about the Yankees, which is and he has to confine his talk to the local teams of New York. Sure. So the Yankees 61 and 25 – and you just look around, and obviously they lost two two games. They might, you know, they probably should have won this weekend. They should even be mm-hmm. better. But it's like Kiner Falefa is sort of a hole, you know, complete hole in that lineup. Then you have Josh Donaldson, who's been really good defensively, but a disappointment offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 need to address left field. Like, uh, and then the, the Joey Gallo probably shouldn't even be in the lineup ever at this point. So you just you oh, I guess what I'm saying is 61 and 25 I could go on. But they've done that with all of those flaws. Like typically yeah. if you said, "Hey, they're going to be 61 and 25," you'd be like, "Oh my god, they must be clicking on all cylinders." No, like they could improve markedly. Like isn't that the real headline to the first half of the season? Yeah, that that is that is pretty substantial that they can have, you know, two black holes in their lineup. Um and, you know, not even necessarily like flawless pitching. A lot of good pitching, though. That is making up for a lot of it, though. All five guys yes. are great. Their worst ERA by uh, ro- in the rotation is Tyone at 401. And he just went over four, I believe, recently because he was trending very well for a while there. The bullpen has been great despite Chapman coming back to earth. And we knew that that would probably be the case because of the bullpens that they've been running out the last few years that have included Chapman. They've run so much deeper that, that his regression – uh, they've caught that and, and been fine with it. But you're right. They have improvement spots. I was wrong in saying I thought there was no universe where they would go into the season with IKF as their primary shortstop. They have. They've survived with it. He's a good defender, so yep. maybe they're okay with that. But I do think the outfield needs to be upgraded. We found the breaking point on Gallo, right? He's always been kind of an outlier player with some of the ways that he succeeds despite having, you know, eye-popping strikeout rates, comically low batting averages. Really, he's a great poster boy explaining how batting average is not the end-all be-all as a value judgment. But we've reached a cutoff. 288 OBP, that's horrendous. Uh, forget the 166 batting average even. Is he put, putting up enough defense to counter it? I don't really think so. So he either needs to figure something out 
or they probably need to upgrade in left field and start bouncing Gallo around as like more of a utility type to even get him burn at that point. Joey Gallo, one of the great Fangraphs pages of all time. If you ever wanted to go to Fangraphs, just look at an interesting page. Just go to Joey Gallo's. Absolutely. My, my favorite, my favorite point of all of them from Joey Gallo was uh, twenty eighteen, forty home runs, thirty eight singles. Insane. <laughs> that's just, insane. That's one of the craziest things. To know. Yeah. Two is that uh, yeah. his first sack fly was in twenty nineteen. His first sacrifice fly ever was in twenty nineteen. <laughs> that's right. That was the other like, one. How is that? A thousand eighty-two plate appearance, or excuse me, twelve sixty-two plate appearances without a sack fly from one of the most powerful guys who lives in the air. Crazy, That's crazy a, stat. That is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, so here's the other point uh, that Jeff is getting mashugan about because I gave credit to the wrong person, but they're both Mets fans, right? So Will mm-hmm. Hill is a Mets fan, and Jeff is a Mets fan. You'll notice a theme here. So what about the theory? And this is projecting now later in the season. Um, what about the theory here? that a team could perhaps see the benefit of being of having the second best record in the NL as opposed to having the best because in theory you would avoid the Braves remember now it's one would play 4 5 two would play sure. 3 6 what about that do you think that that's a possibility in the sport of baseball no 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 i'm not i'm it, it's it's a on a larger scale, but it's the the equivalent of like uh, not scoring a touchdown uh, and like kind of trying to perfectly score there to not leave too much time. I've always hated that theory. I know sometimes it's smart when the running back sits down at the one or whatever, but I'm talking about like the old you leave him too much time. Planning that, planning this of like who we're gonna face as a seed. No, I, yeah, I, I think that's it's never the players on the field idea. during the game though. It's just about who you'd put out there in the lineup. That's what that's what yeah, the theory. But is. I. I don't know that you want to play with that too yeah. much. Okay. I, I'm reluctant to get too cute with anything like that. It, it always seems, seems, I can't, I don't have anecdotal, or I don't have uh, uh, hard evidence there. It's anecdotal. Always seems that the sports gods smite down stuff like that. Whenever you, you try to get too cute, wherever you're trying to overplan things, anything that involves a, a measure of hubris. It seems to kind of get smacked down. You get four injuries or something, and then all of a sudden you're fighting for your playoff spot instead of crafting your playoff spot. So I don't know. And with the Mets, you know, the Mets gonna Mets and all that, oof, they'd be tempting fate to mess with all that. I think smite and hubris in the same sense. I like it. And, and plus, plus the fact the fact that baseball's postseason is the most random anyway, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Home field barely even matters, which is interesting because the last at bat is is seemingly so important, and yet you look at the data and it's. It's just not that big of a deal overall home field. Jeff Parlay's leaning in. What do you no, all I was going to say that it may end up being irrelevant anyway because the Dodgers very easily could win their 109 games and True. end up with the one seed by nine games anyway. So True. And they, they, you know, we'll see who does reinforcements there between the Dodgers and the Mets atop the league. We know that, as uh, Gail pointed out at the outset, that they've been successful. The Dodgers have, despite some injuries, they just lost Chris Taylor. I think at some point they're going to start to add some pieces. I think an outfielder is in their future. We'll see what the Mets do to counter. But yeah, that could that could render it moot too if these if one of these two teams pulls away. If it is the Dodgers that just runs and hides from the Mets. But uh, and what about the Braves themselves? What if the Braves, you know, they're they're a game back, all right? Like so, um, nothing settled in that in that East at all. All right, Paulie. What about DFS today? We do have a game at Coors. Since we have a game at Coors, you know we got to be looking at it. Jose Ureña, 
Come on, in Coors all day. You know, you got you got to get some Padres in there. Uh, the Padres have been up and down offensively, but I, I think I got to go with it. I, speaking of Mets Braves, they start a series. I I usually don't do this. This is pure gut, pure gut. No no data behind it. But I'm going with Max today. Wow. Um, just because he, he, he's so good. He's just so good. I just think a game like this. He's going to go crazy, double-digit strikeouts. I'm, I'm, I'm calling my shot here. I think Scherzer, and he'll be tough to afford with some, some Padres. So I'm going to look for some pivots offensively. Probably look to uh, see what's up with that with, with the Red Sox. There, they're going bullpen game, which can work out. But I think I would jump in on that. And maybe as a second pitcher, since I play a lot of DraftKings, I'll see where Trevor Rogers is priced at. He's been having a few hints of something, and if he can't beat Pittsburgh, then he needs to be cut in every fantasy league. Max Fried, leaflet. Last official, love Max last official leaflet entry, I believe, is Allie Reisman, the gymnast, just to point out for those listening, uh, for a certain segment of the audience. Uh, if you had a bet, one bet today, side, what would you go with, with the betting lines? Uh, let me get let me get my Tigers in game one. Oh, is that what you said, like Jeff? Was that your thing? Yeah, Jeff likes that. Tigers like a banana game Brad one. Keller. I mean, you know, how, how's that? How's that not like an even game? Okay. Yeah, give me the Tigers as a road dog to, to open up the week. All right, check lineups. Always squirrely. With double headers, of course. That's Thank exactly, you, Paul. That's true. Appreciate Take care, it. Man. Thanks, guys. Paul Spore, the best at Spore, S P O R E R, on the Twitter machine. Coming up on the other side, Las Vegas Chris will join us last half hour of the show, but Wes Reynolds talking some golf and beyond what he's betting beyond golf, but get his open championship thoughts next. Numbers Game VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.